Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is uh, new Hank Williams Jr. called "Which Rich White Honky Blues." There was some, I don't know, it was a congressman or something just got ripped up because it was like after Biden's speech. She's like, "Well, America's terrible. I'm gonna go listen to the blues where somebody doesn't care about race." And somebody's like, "Motherfucker, where do you think the blues came from?" <laughs> like, let him up. Doesn't care about race. Oh, yeah, this not, is the title cut from his latest. Not one. an offensive song, though, yeah. so, sonically speaking. Yeah, no. I like this one. This one's called Firemen Ring the Bell. And I think it's about a fireman uh, fucking his old lady. And then there's a breakdown here in a second where he yells, I'm going to get you a chastity belt, whatever the fuck that is. And my only problem with this album, other than uh, some of the titles, he uh, he's adopt he's affecting the old bluesman accent, which seems a little mm. problematic from an old white guy. Let's see, where's the part I like? Chastity Bell. Oh, I got now I got something I want to talk about then. Here we go. Of course, it's not there. I mean, if. If you're going to go, I mean. But yeah, this is, uh, yeah, Fireman Ring the Bell. We already heard Rich White Honky Blues. There's Short Haired Woman. Of course, is I don't want no woman whose hair is shorter than mine. It's talking, it's talking about lesbians. Well, that's a pers- personal preference. Uh-huh. Well, I don't think they want him. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's not, a problem. Not a problem. Bo Hank Cephas. Jr. Bo Cephas. Hank Jr. I got a question for you, Dave. All yeah. Right. Affectations. Mm-hmm. And taking accents and what have you. Mm-hmm. I assume we're up and running. We're up and running, You buddy. think you were going to get me on that? No. I no. know what you're doing. Okay. A chastity belt. We're going to get a chastity belt so you stop fucking the fireman. Well, also, you won't be able to have sex with her either. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he's got the key. Both savers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let me unlock your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first draft. That's, Work, working title. That's what I call my pickup lines. <laughs> Go out tonight, unlock some pussy. Oh my <laughs> like God. it's a new level of a video game. 
<laughs> Got a D and D roll of dice. Eight set of dime, lock that pussy. <laughs> what about the affectation? Well, okay. For comedy, if you do an accent, it's bad. Mm-hmm. If you do an accent, that's an ethnic group that's not your own, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, and, and furthermore, so like people can lay off the southern accent as mm-hmm. being that a being a less less intellectual accent. You know, True, kind of oh, pull, yeah. tired and played. You know, absolutely. Audio books. Mm-hmm. Somebody, a narrator reading an audio book with characters in it. I never thought of that. Have you heard that? Have somebody... We were listening on the way down here. A very... It was a interesting... But it was called The Overstory. Mm-hmm. And it's like vignettes. It's different characters that it all relates. It's somehow it's about like trees or something. You know, Rachel's into plants and trees mm-hmm. like that. So it was something about that. It all relates back to like trees or nature. How, somehow these stories will eventually overlap. Uh-huh. One of the characters was deaf. Oh, okay. And it wasn't a funny chapter, but this I listened to this narrator. Narrator did a, go a deaf f- voice. Full simple jack. Really? And I was like, what? what's the rules on this? Yeah. And I'm reading reviews. I think it was like Chicago Tribune Books is like, narrator does an excellent job encapsulating like an Asian man who learned English with a British accent. And a deaf woman who became a professor, I was like, mm. I feel like maybe the first few introductions, like, oh, I get it. Let my imagination do the rest. Yeah. Because so because it's not comedy, it's still somebody who's not deaf or Asian or anything doing accents for an audio book. Hmm. Where's the, is that problematic? Because it sounded problematic. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded. I, we both had to just stop it and be like, "All right, we're not emotionally. We're mm-hmm. not. We're not in a maturity space to listen to this chapter right now." Well, yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm just curious if that's been discussed in the world. I mean, I think we've argued early on in this podcast about <laughs> if I'm telling a story and there's another character involved. If if that you know if. Yeah. If I'm just simply trying to accurately replicate how they spoke, you yeah. know, am I a jerk for telling a story about how I and had it, an interaction with an old Japanese man? And that's what I mean. If if you're not doing the accent as part of the comedy, like not mm-hmm. to make fun of them, but mm-hmm. to represent somebody in this era of like whitewashing movies mm-hmm. and like, oh, this book was written with uh, was an Asian character and that's a white actor playing them or mm-hmm. it's a gay character and it's a straight actor playing gay or, or what have you where does that go into the world of audiobooks i'm curious that's, that's a great question i'm curious if, if anybody's got an opinion out there i'd like to I'd like to hear it reminds me of a seinfeld episode where uh george had to read a whole textbook for his job mm-hmm. something about risk management and he bumps into a blind guy on, oh, on yeah. the bus and the blind guy's listening to like mm-hmm. a book on tape and he's like oh you can get any book on tape and uh, so George fi- finally tracks down that textbook that he's supposed to read, and the the uh, the narrator's voice sounded just like his own. <laughs> he's like, I can't, I can't listen to this. I, I have this voice. I don't want to hear this voice. Yeah, this this narrator just wow. Once the deaf accent kicked in, I was like, hmm. 
I don't even know if you call that an accent. It's not like there's a region. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my earliest jokes. I met this girl. She's like uh, French or deaf or something. (laughs) (laughs) French or deaf or something. (laughs) I was watching a movie the other day. I forgot what it was, but there was stand-up involved, and they had an interpreter, sign language lady, on the side of the stage. Interpreter? (laughs) Interpreter. Interpreter. Uh, but she was doing sign language. But then when the comic spoke to her, she spoke like a deaf person. Mm-hmm. But you're not deaf or else you wouldn't be able to hear. I mean, they could le- read lips. But she was facing, mm-hmm. yeah. I that think, is one of the, every time you see like a, a, a sign language interpreter stand-up show, I always feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I hope they get hazard pay for that. Because mm-hmm. then every comedian's like, I'm going to make them do a thing in sign language. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, Christ. All right, then. <laughs> Have you ever had any sign language in- interpreters? Yeah, I was at the improv yeah, one time, know. and they had them there. And hmm. There's always the clips of them like, like at like metal concerts, and they're like into the metal, but uh-huh. interpreting the lyrics, like signing the lyrics. Yeah. That's what I was with. There's American Sign Language and different types of sign language. So I always thought, what an opportunity to have a universal language. That's true. And the fact that there's different... Like that, there's different types of sign language. Like, well, no, this is the one thing that you can like level, mm-hmm. like universalize. With comedy too, like if the deaf person isn't laughing, is it because the interpreter, 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 interpreter? interpreter? Like, because there's so much nuance and timing involved with stand-up. How do I know that uh, they're translating it properly? That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. No, it's. You I, doubt, the t- I doubt puns work. Yeah. And inflection and timing and subtlety. Oh, it's got to be tough. It's a whole world. It's mm-hmm. a whole world out there. Yeah. This is the Boogie Monster with Kyle and Dave. Sorry yeah. we missed you last week. Yeah, that's, that's on me. <clears throat> Sorry about Dave that. Dave fucked it up. Blame Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun one, too. But, uh, yeah. When we got into it, we took, uh, we took uh, Hank Jr. to task. Mm hmm. Had to really figure things out. Hank three, crust punk cosplay. <laughs> well, I was talking about had one of the best airport experiences I've ever had uh, last week when I flew home from Cincinnati. Um, long story short, two flights. You know, I had one one layover. Both flights uh, had the whole aisle to myself. Yeah, it's always a score. And I got there early. It's a long story short. I had a five o'clock flight. I got a late checkout. The latest they could give me at the hotel was two two p.m. Mm-hmm. So I checked out at two p.m. Went over to the hotel, uh, the uh, airport. Had three hours to kill. First thing I walk mm-hmm. in, there's a fucking Outback Steakhouse in the airport. Never seen one. Never seen one in the airport. What airport are we flying out of? Cincinnati. Right now? All right. And uh, just sat there for three hours. Got me a nice ribeye, and uh, mm-hmm. had about five tequila sodas. Mm-hmm. It's feeling right, buddy. Yeah, you had a good stretch. You got a good stretch on the road. Good shows. Treat yeah. yourself with a little yeah. meal. Like there can be good meals to be had at an airport. Mm-hmm. It can happen. Yeah. Uh, didn't you also see Junior Soprano on your flight? Junior <laughs> you forgot Soprano. about that last week. Jun- you texted yeah. me like, "Yeah, I can avenge AJ's death." <laughs> death Junior's on my flight. I'm like, do what he couldn't. Dave. That's right. Yeah, he tried to kill Tony. So now I'm going to try to kill you all from man. Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know what he was doing in Cincinnati. How old is, well, that, no, this how old was, is that guy now? This was actually, my, my layover was in Dallas, so this was the second flight, so he coming how from old, Dallas. How old do you think that guy is? I now? think I looked it up. I think he's 91, 93, something like that. Dominique Chenese or something like that. Yeah. Moving, but yeah, sitting right there yeah. in, in first class. Moving smooth? Moving smooth, yeah. Still got it, 91? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he looked looked like he was doing okay. All right. But yeah, I always uh, I start to do that now that uh, now that I've been living in LA for a decade. Uh, <laughs> whenever yeah. I'm uh, leaving or going back to LA, like when I board the plane, I always take a quick peek at those uh, first class aisles, see if there's anybody in there. You'll catch some wild ones in there. You'll yeah. catch you'll catch some fun ones. Who's the most famous person you've ever seen on your flight? I don't. I usually don't look to. Uh, I think the ones I've noticed. Lisa Rinna. Okay. Just because it was it was one of those, like, that's a face. That is, oh, Katie's all about the Real Housewives. I just I, I was just walking by. She's in a room. We were, we were recording live, live from uh, Dave Stone yeah. Studios. Yeah, we're in person finally. Dave Stone Studios in West Hollywood. <coughs> She's rough. Do you have a name for this room? Do you have a name for the studio not, right now? Not yet. I need to figure something out. De- uh, Desi Lou? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stone, Stoneberg Studio. Stoneberg much, Studio. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Stonebird Productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks like uh it I, I I'm not going to say it looks it just it looks otherworldly. And I'm not trying to be negative, but it's like it's awful. When somebody does like a low rider thing to a car, like what's well, that's incredibly impractical. But wow, you really did a lot of stuff there. She looks ooh, rough. It's rough. Yeah, she looks uh I don't get it. I don't get it. I think it's just psychological like yeah, you 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 go to guy to get your beard trim, or you do it yourself. Do it myself. Okay, mm-hmm. but do you? Is, so is it meticulous? Like, oh, this side's a little bit longer than the other. Yeah, side. I try to. You know, I try to pay attention to it. Now imagine like somebody else does it though. I mm-hmm. won't let somebody else do it because mm-hmm. I I know I could take my time and do it because mm-hmm. I know also if I went and got my beard trimmed by a person, and I even though it looks even to them, I'd be like, well, I know this is longer, mm-hmm. even though the way it lays isn't. It's not. Mm-hmm. I think that happens with plastic surgery. Hmm. I think you get a little bit, and you're like, if I do a little bit more, mm-hmm. if I do a little bit more over here, mm-hmm. and do a little, and then you just look like a balloon art. <laughs> you know? Man, have you seen, there was these two twin brothers that were like multimillionaires, even billionaires, oh, yeah. that died a few months ago. Yeah, One it's, of them like died. A, it's like a mental illness, you like, know? Body dysmorphia. And- you look like a cartoon character. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, like, well, I think it's just body dysmorphia. Mm. Or, but this is my excuse for it, people get a bunch of tattoos because they think that makes them look good. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, that's disgusting. Like, yeah, but I like the way I look. Mm-hmm. And so if that's plastic surgery, that if you feel like you look better, you're not doing it for somebody else, you're doing it for you. Yeah. You know, hey, give it a give it a rip. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, I had a blast. Uh, had a blast in the airport. I'm a simple man. Good. Three hours at Alpine. I love an airport drunk. Yeah. Well, all right, so you got three hours to kill at an airport. Let's pretend this is a fictional airport where any restaurant or bar that you've actually seen in an airport, where are you going? Mm. You, you got the lay of the land, three hours. Are you, and, and also, what are you drinking? I used to, I mean, it doesn't even have to be fictional. When I, when I was still eating hot dogs, I mean, Chicago's got hot dog spots. So you can mm-hmm. just get a good, you still get a couple good Chicago dogs. <laughs> And then you could sit in whichever one, either Midway or O'Hare, still has like Berghoff's or whichever version of a bar, like the actual bars in the city. Okay. 
I want to sit in a place. I've I've said it before. I like when people are having fun. I like listening to people that are about to go on vacation, mm-hmm. and people are excited. You know, I like listen to that. I like. Um, I, okay, I'll tell you this one. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's just shit. Sammy Hagar's <laughs> Cabo Wabo. What is it? Uh, it's uh, Sammy. Sammy's got a yeah Cabo Wabo mm-hmm. in a. I think it's the Maui Airport. So it's Hawaii, all right. That's kind of a cheap thing to pick. It's pretty good food. Really? You can get a Wabarita. <laughs> and it's sad because you're leaving Maui, but so you get your last little bit. It's not authentic, obviously, a, of course. They got a Red Rooster chicken sandwich. They might have Red Rock. Yeah, they might have a Red Rocker. And it's like, you know what it is? It's like... Jimmy Buffett is your right-wing Republican uncle that thinks he's cool. And Sammy is a dude that, like, it's your mom's brother that your dad is like, don't hang out with him too much. He's going to try and give you weed. And you're like, hell yeah, Sammy's cool. And I think that's the difference between those. And that's like, oh, yeah, Sammy's Sammy Hagar's Cabo Wabo, okay. Cabo Cantina. Okay. Because the food's been good. It's like it's it's Maui Airport. It's uh-huh. bu- You're bummed out because you're leaving yeah. a, a paradise. But then everybody else is, and it's kind of just like, But then you do get those wild island people that are just like, yeah, I got to go back to the mainland. It's going to suck. And you get to hear about their life. <laughs> like, what's it like living here? And they're like, it's the best. <laughs> and so I like that vibe. Chicago Airport's always pretty good just because I got... <laughs> Memories I haven't been there. I mean, it doesn't look like anything. It's, it's got a real Lisa Rinna vibe over at O'Hare <laughs> these days. Un, unrecognizable from what I knew back when. Midway is much more the working class of like, you got to get somewhere, you got to get here, you go to Midway. Okay. <laughs> um, fuck, I wish Burbank Airport had a better bar. Yeah. Because it's such a chill, small, small airport. I, that's what I flew in and out of on this last one. And oh, it's such a treat, though. Such a treat not to have to go to LAX. Yeah. Um, oh, did I tell you this? Uh, so I had my ribeye at Outback. And I brought it out. Beautiful. And, uh, I was did you like, get a sauce? Uh, no. No. All right. I'm just saying. I don't know. What's the matter with you? I mean, if it comes with one. No. No, I don't do sauce. On a steak. Not an A1? No. A1 tastes like Hi. Oh, bathroom yeah. You, yeah, that's right. You don't like that. Yeah, but A1 and 57 got like weird. There's an, there's something in there that just. I forgot. We, we've had this like discussion. Bathroom I forgot. cleaner. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. It's not your fault. I don't mean to yell at you. That's all right. All right. Um, but they uh, they wouldn't give me a steak knife. I was like, can I get it? And he was like, oh, sorry, man. We, we're not allowed to have knives past security in the airport. And I was like, oh, shit. Never thought of that. And that's never come up. I, I guess Whatever I've never... just like, we like to see you eat it with your hands. <laughs> and you're like, finally. I've been waiting for permission to eat a steak like this. And I just knew it wasn't decent. But now you're telling me in the airport. Yeah. So I sat there and ate a nice 16-ounce ribeye with a fucking just, butter knife. Just go in there like the Revenant. Just mm-hmm. chew that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That could probably made you appreciate it more. It took yeah. a little harder to get a bite off of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Cutting it up with a butter knife. I always like to eat with smaller cutlery. Okay. It makes it feel like it's a bigger port. We went to a... I do that with ice cream. I, do, I eat ice cream with baby you spoons. Get, yeah, you get a little spoon. Mm-hmm. It got makes it. it feel like you got more ice cream. Yep. I'll trick myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I've done studies. I've done studies. I've done research. 
I've done a little oh, Dave's research. Dave got charts and graphs. Back when I was doing that stupid uh, that documentary I did mm-hmm. years ago, where I lost sixty pounds in three months and gained it all mm-hmm. back immediately. Uh, mm-hmm. But they were, I met with some nutritionist who gave me all these like psychological tips. Yeah, and they're talking about eating on small plates. Yeah, because it looks like you got more food. It looks like you got more food. Same amount of food, but on a small plate, you feel. Like, you've got more and you're full. Which, why then at the fancier restaurants, they give you a giant plate with a little bit of food. I think it's a presentation. Because I don't feel like I'm getting ripped off. Yeah. yeah. I uh, We went to a mess hall just over in Los Feliz here mm-hmm. the other day. But we got the big old uh, seafood starter, a big old platter for the table. It's like shrimp, oysters, and everything. Uh-huh. But it comes with little forks uh-huh. just to get the like, little three-pronged little tiny tridents. Uh-huh. To get the oysters out of there. Ooh. But I was just eating other stuff with them. Uh-huh. Felt like a king. <laughs> felt like a it felt like a it felt like a giant. That is fun. Yeah. That's fun to do. Yeah, we'll try some of this mac and cheese with yeah. my this little tiny mm-hmm. crab fork. Let me get out there. Sometimes I'll pour beer into a juice glass and pretend I'm Andre the Giant. That's fun. I always drink I like to drink uh I don't drink wine often. I always like it in the juice glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forgive my phrasing. I always called them Dago glasses. Dago glasses. <laughs> Yeah. Why is that? And it was like always like you see people drinking wine on the street and mm-hmm. like it was like a wine glass is the most impractical. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, here's this Fabergé egg. Yeah. To drink out of. Mm-hmm. Here's the most here's the most breakable precious thing. Like I can't even enjoy drinking wine mm-hmm. if when I put it down, I feel like I'm setting down like the uh, like the uh, nuclear football. Yeah. It's too dainty. Yeah, give it to me in juice class. Mm-hmm. I'm getting drunk. Oh, cool. Here's here's glass that there's oh, <laughs> a disaster. Yeah. Every time I try to put them in a washing machine, and I'm like, what am I? Am I, sl- am I spiking them into the washing machine? Like, dishwasher? Yeah, yeah, okay. dishwasher. Yeah, put them into the thing. Wash it, traditional washing I, machine. They keep breaking every uh-huh. time I put them in with my socks and underpants. I can't believe it. <laughs> my genitals are all sliced up. <laughs> I keep uh, but the wine glasses in the washing machine. Oh man! So you're in town for a little while. You uh, went to a We're wedding here. yesterday. Uh, old Ian Carmel and his missus. How was that? Fun Jewish wedding. Never been to one. Me neither. I just like any wedding, like Catholic weddings, where it's still like I've been to funerals that are more fun hmm. than Catholic weddings. Really? Why shouldn't it be a celebration? Here's the religious part. You know, nobody gives a shit. We'll say the things we want to say. Beautiful vows. He's a comedian. She's a writer. They know what they're doing up yeah. there. Why are Catholic yeah. weddings so bleak? Because they drag you through all the other Catholic bullshit. It's uh-huh. like, oh, we got you in church. We should definitely remind you that Jesus died for your sins and all the other crap that comes along with Catholicism. Whereas every other one is like, do you? Do you? Great. Let's party. Yeah. I've been to a Catholic funeral, and I when I was a kid, and I remember being like, "Whoa!" That was my first exposure to anything Catholicism. There's absolutely nothing joyous about Catholicism as a branch of Christianity. It's not. If it was fire and brimstone, mm-hmm. at least like, holy shit, this guy's sweating and screaming. Yeah, there's some theatrics involved. These other fucking morons are holding snakes. <laughs> All right. Like, at least there's a show, yeah. you know? Catholicism is just grim and boring. Yeah. Here's some incense that smells weird. And it's just it's just a drag. It's yeah. a fucking drag. Like, what more? This is the sacrifice. <laughs> fucking, I get it. You died for our sins. We got to do this shit every Sunday? Get bent. 
Um, anything happened at the Jewish wedding that you've never experienced? Well, they admitted about the banks and entertainment industries. <laughs> Outside of that. <laughs> they do the chair thing? They uh, lift them up in the chair? They did the chairs. Yeah. Uh, do they do the bride and the groom, or is it just they the both, groom? Yeah, they both get hoisted. Okay. Then there's like a multi-ring circle pit that happens. Okay. And it was just... And what do they do? They have like wiffle ball bats? They do like a little duel? They hit each other or anything? No, they were holding a napkin for okay. a while. All right. I don't, it was just it was it was fun. Mm-hmm. I've told you we both discussed the idea that like oh yeah I'm gonna dance now. Yeah, so you, you danced the whole time. Okay, I mean I'm, I'm hung like, over like today. Even during the ceremony. Yeah, you can't <laughs> stop me. You, you put me in. You put me in dress clothes. I'm gonna boogie. Yeah. All right. It's no music yet, Kyle. Even at Catholic funeral, you betcha. Try and liven that shit up. Um, did they have a DJ, live band? They had a DJ. The guy it was like a. The guy did a good job. Must be nice to be able to have music at your own wedding. It must be nice. You guys need a do over. Yeah, I know. You guys need just a party. Yeah. Just a random day of like, hey, remember that wedding? Well, we're just in LA. We rented this bar. Mm-hmm. We're having a party tonight. Yeah. Do you have trash cans? That must have been a luxury. Well, you did. I didn't notice yeah. trash cans, yeah, but I, I think they're probably right there. I got in a big argument with our fuck face of a. Wedding. Have you ever looked back in to see if that still is there? No. Shout out to Casa de Monte Vista. (laughs) Did I tell you you tried to sue me? He sent me a cease and desist order because I wrote a negative Yelp review. I will say that listeners should not go. Well, I'm speaking for you here. It's a great place if you want to bring your own trash cans and not have any music. This is, I will, can I Mm -hmm. air my grievance about it? Because I know people are then review bombing it. Mm -hmm. I would, like, don't. Do that on somebody's back. It's like yeah. one of the biggest problems. Like, if like I bitch about something online, mm-hmm. I just want people to be aware. Yeah, I don't need. I you don't to want. Fight my I don't want strangers to pile on. Yeah, I have. I've, I've likened it to. A, it's like when a server's got a tray full of drinks, and, and you, and you think off. you're helping by mm-hmm. taking your own drink off, and you're yeah. not. You're actually just fucking up the whole yeah, delicate balance. balance of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I know you didn't have a good time with that. Yeah, that's okay. God damn, I, I bought I, I bought some off eBay. What did I buy? Like headphone covers or something. Mm-hmm. And I just like I bought them. Oh shit, these are the wrong ones. Within three minutes, I'm like, oh, I tried to cancel the order. Like, nope, the order already went through. I'm like, bullshit, it did. Mm-hmm. So I just wrote a review of like, uh, well, hey, you better make sure these are the ones you want because you won't be able to cancel even within five minutes. I've gotten three emails from the seller. Can you please take down the negative review? Can you pl- we we'll refund your money? Just please take. Down- I don't know how to take down the re- like. Now they're just harassing me because I left a negative review. Yeah, I'm like get out of here. Anyway. Yeah, they sent me a cease and desist order for for writing a negative review. Yeah, on Yelp, one get review. Fucked. Yeah, was, get fucked. Get fucked. Totally fucking true. Tell me where I'm lying. Tell me. Tell me what about? I even sent them a copy of the review. It's like, tell me where I'm lying. I don't want to go into it all again, but it was a fucking nightmare from yeah. A to Z. Can I but change I'm the, the subject and say how much? Yeah. I like the sticker that you have on your mm-hmm. record rack that's supposed to be the Pornhub logo, but it just says Pork Rub. It's pretty neat. Which is also mm-hmm. fitting with Pornhub. Yeah. Anyway. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Priceline. As we're saying, it's just as a positive vibes today, Dave. That's right. No, I'm good. We're in Stoneberg Studios. That's right. We had a nice meal. We went to Bingo's Bonery. The misses, the collective misses. The ladies met. They met. I, I can't believe they haven't met yet. I thought they did. I'm sure they met. I was somewhere. confused. Yeah. Katie used to drink a lot. Her memory. Rachel not. drinks a lot now. <laughs> we're both. That's why we're both busted today. Yeah. It was. It wasn't. I think we just sweat so much. It wasn't like a. Yeah, it wasn't like a like a physical. I feel sick. Hangover. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, I'm dumb as shit today. Yeah, <laughs> this is, I'm finally coming in my own right now, and we are at uh, is uh, almost six p.m. I'm finally feeling like, ah, here you are, Kyle. Probably because we're having a couple more drinks now. That's right. That's but right. uh, but so it, it was a it was a fun wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, had people in town. Like I told you, Dave, uh, you can't, I can't get my appendix out twice, so I was able to make it to that's, this one. That's true. You I want you. To, I want you to have a do over just because I want to be able to go to it. Yeah. Yeah, man. The crazy thing is, and I, I told you this, but like, let's go rent out blood sauce. The, oh, that'd be nice. But where we stayed at Margaritaville, it was during <laughs> gay, gay Pride weekend in Palm Springs, mm-hmm. and they were popping off. Like the way the Margaritaville was set up, it was kind of uh, mm-hmm. it was several buildings, but all kind of surrounding the center like courtyard, resort, yeah. pool area. Yeah, like a resort. So it had this center pool area that I guess you could rent out. And then, mm-hmm. like a, a, a some function, they they rented it out for Gay Pride, mm-hmm. but just loud music, hundreds if not thousands of people. Just so we're thinking, like maybe on the fifth year anniversary, we go back to Margaritaville, rent that whole space, and just blow it out during Gay Pride. During just Gay to Pride, piss them off. <laughs> Sorry, fellas, this one's for us. <laughs> yeah, this was ours. Oh boy, but yeah, man, I uh, went to Bingo's Bonery. Had a nice pattern. Bernie's Beanery for the uninitiated. Mm-hmm. Bingo's Bonery came from me being wasted there one night. Mm-hmm. Like, hell yeah, getting ripped to the tips of Bingo's Bonery. And I think somebody's like, you need to go home. I was like, okay. I might have been there with you. <laughs> was was it? The one in Burbank. We were we raised hell at the one in Burbank one time. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, we used to go down there a few times. I'd been to this one, but you know what? It's like uh, it's one of the few. Regular kind of bars, uh-huh. crazy crap on the wall, a couple pool tables, yeah. decent food, decent yeah. drinks, not too overpriced, yeah. given the current climate of things. Speaking of climate, it's, uh, yeah. it's, probably, it's uh, probably only about 102 degrees outside right yeah. now. It was 103 yesterday. Fucking. I, I, I was in a suit. Oh. I was in a suit in 103. Ugh. Yeah, Rachel's getting dressed for it. She's like, I'm just sweating. I'm like, everybody's sweating. Oh. Like, everybody we meet at this wedding is going to be dripping. It's, it was a good time, man. Mm. We had fun. When we talked about last time that we forgot to tell that we can't tell people about now, or we can because we because I fucked up the. I episode. sleepwalk. I sleepwalked in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, let's yeah. You should retell that story. That's weird. Upon reflection, I'm not sure now if I s- sleepwalked or if I just blacked out. So here's what happened. Oh okay. I don't know if I've ever blacked out. Have you blacked out? I mean. I, in theory, that's a dumb question. Well, <laughs> all right, man. Get that I'm at your house. You be you can be cool about it. You can be cool about it if you wanted to be. It's well, I think a lot of people that drink will. It's a great excuse. Mm-hmm. I have definitely had points of an evening where it's like, oh, and we're done. Uh huh. But it's less of like, and then I did a bunch of crazy shit. Uh-huh. It's usually just 
Like I fell asleep and we were, I have. No, the answer, the short answer is yes. Yes, yeah. I, I've blacked out. Fortunately, you know, knock on for Micah Wood over here. We were just talking about this. Speaking uh, of which, because it's relevant because he was in this story. But uh, Ryan Singer, you and Ryan Singer years ago, yeah, yeah. were walking home from the Dwight Yoakam, Steve Earl, Lucinda Williams concert. Yeah, up at the Greek Theater. Uh-huh. And Ryan pulled the, he got the hat trick. If I understand his story correctly, he, uh, he threw up, passed out, and sh- then shit himself. In a stranger's courtyard. Which is wild, because we were drinking the same amount, and I walked a mile and a half back to my apartment mm-hmm. <laughs> on that same night. Were y'all but, drinking wine? Yeah. I feel like he was telling me about it was like yeah. a wine drunk. Yeah. And it caught him off guard. Yeah, because it was one of those, like, well, we got to make this, you know, it's outdoor venue, you're going to make a big, long trip. Like, basically, like, going to a ball game or something. Like, yeah. I make this long trip to walk to get drinks. I'm like, well, we should just get wine. Yeah. Let's, let's cut to the chase here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he... Uh, I, I broke off with him in Los Feliz, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to call a car. I'm like, you sure? He's like, yeah, this, this, this is what I remember, and I don't remember much. But I'm like, all right, he's, he's a big boy. And then the next day, it was just a text of like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I passed out. I'm like, you were calling a car when I walked away from you. Yeah, yeah, because he couldn't walk home. He lived in Glendale at yeah, the time. Yeah. That's a hike. That's a five-hour hike. Yeah, yeah, that's a journey. But, yeah, he said he got just some stranger's front yard. He... uh he puked, uh, then he fell down and kind of blacked out or passed out, and then later when he woke up, um, somebody had shit in his pants. So that's got to be rough. I'm trying to think if I ever shit my pants, Trump. You ever shit your pants? No, last time I shit my pants was in second grade. I've said it before, I got a sphincter like a you bear seem, trap. You seem a little too ready for that mm-hmm. answer. You seem like you're scared of the truth. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but you hear like stories all the time. Like I've got friends who are like I shit my pants. You know, like that has not happened to me. Knock on wood. As an adult, I've leaked. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't full blown. I haven't. Some I haven't spillage. Like, I haven't put like baggage in the trunk. Yeah, but I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've had some breaches. We have a mutual friend. I won't throw him under the bus on the show. But uh, he was talking about one time he was just driving down the interstate mm-hmm. at night, and he just pulled over and just shit right on the side of a major interstate. Well, just on the side. Just yeah, I mean, I've been, in those, I've been in those situations. <laughs> at least try to find a wood line or a ditch or something. Sometimes you know, time. You know when it's go time with your body. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm in Philadelphia. Um <laughs> Now, granted, I had had a couple of drinks, but I didn't get hammered. I didn't get shit faced. Uh, yeah. Talking about the last little run I did a few weeks like ago. Like a real cut, because it was like, I had like a couple of drinks. No. And it was like, I had a couple of drinks. <laughs> like, I, I've said it both yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Letting, letting the uh, listener or the, the receiving end of the conversation determine what I meant by the intonation. Yeah. No, but <laughs> I seriously only had like two or three. Because uh, it was this run I just got done with with Ryan Singer. We had a good mm-hmm. time. West Virginia, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Buffalo. Thanks for everybody who came out. By the way, all the shows were fun. I had an absolute blast. And every time I go out on the see, I don't. You're going out every weekend, basically. Yeah. I gotta. I'm in the 
pay scale where I got to string a bunch of dates together. I can't afford to fly to Cincinnati for feature pay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my point is, oh, every time I like, I stay home for like a month or two, and then when mm. I go out, I'm just I'm so horned up for comedy for stand up. Yeah, right comedy's now. cool, man. I'm, I'm having so much fun on stage. But anyway, uh, so we only I only partied on off nights. Mm. We were out for like ten days. We had. Two off nights. I don't. I, I've been trying in the last few years to kind of treat it like work. Like as much mm-hmm. as I like to party and have some drinks, I try not to drink on tour unless it's an off night. That's yeah, and it's hard sometimes, you know. But I just but we're, but we're both at an age where like this is our career. Yeah, and you yeah. got to treat it as such. Exactly. You can enjoy yourself, but uh-huh. you got to treat it. Yeah, with some reverence. So we got into Philly a night early. We didn't have that. We were in Philadelphia for two nights. Off the first night, had the show the second night. So on the first night, we got uh, what were we drinking? Bourbon, I think. And we each just had a couple of drinks. Nothing crazy. Just hanging out, low key, watching baseball. Mm-hmm. And then about five o'clock in the morning, next thing I know, I'm just in the hallway. I don't remember getting up out of bed. I don't remember exiting the hotel room. I just was in the hallway. And I thought I was dreaming because I was familiar with the hallway because when we were checking in, it was a nicer hotel, and it had, like, uh, a real cool, like, peppermint swirl carpet. Yeah. Do you remember going to bed? Do you remember getting back to the hotel? Yeah. Like, all that was a coherent... Oh, all that. Yeah. No, we... we, Because we drank in the room. So we... we, Oh, okay. Okay. We we got to Philadelphia at, like, 9 p.m. We'd driven all day from... Where were we? Uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, we drove like nine hours, nine, ten hours from Cincinnati to Philadelphia. So we checked in at like 9 p.m. We were off that night. So we immediately checked in, went and got some food, came back. I think we had a bottle of bourbon. Ryan's also Mm. a baseball guy, so we're both watching two different baseball games. (laughs) I had the Braves on my computer. He had the Reds on his computer. So it was just a nice off day. We'd driven all day, just relaxed, and we had some Mm. Indian food, had a couple of drinks. Next, And I remember like, Going to bed. All right. Turn it in. I was like, yeah. you want me to leave this TV on? No, turn it off. All right. Yeah. Next thing I know, it's like 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm just in the hallway in my underwear. And I think I'm dreaming because for whatever reason, I, I knew I was in the hallway because I remember making note when we we're checking in. Like, this is a weird hallway with the peppermint uh, yeah. swirl pattern carpet. And I'm just walking down the hallway, and I'm just checking doors. That's the other thing. What if... I mean, granted, you got to have a key card nowadays, but what if, what if I just wandered any, into some lady's room? And anybody in their right mind, here's a big dude in his underpants yeah. trying to get in my room. Yeah, yeah. Somebody more less judgment, more fearful with a firearm. Yes, absolutely. And that's never happened to me. I I don't I don't think I've ever blacked out. I I, I sleepwalked a little bit when I was a teenager. I'll retell this quick story. When I was like 13, I guess I was sleepwalking, mm-hmm. and in the middle of the night, my dad caught me trying to leave the house at like 1 in the morning. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I got to go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that in the moment. The next day, he told me about it. But this, when I told you the story last week, I said I was sleepwalking, but yeah. if I was truly sleepwalking, would I have remembered any of it? Because I, I do remember. But you woke up in the middle of it. you like, like oh, shit, yeah. I'm in the hallway. Yeah. I got to get back to my room. So, yeah, maybe I slept, walked in. Yeah. But, yeah, I just remember being in the hallway. And you didn't th- take any unisoms or anything to go to no, sleep? No, 
And the first few seconds that I remember, that could have been minutes, it could have been one second, who knows. But I do remember thinking, okay, this is a dream. Um, why? Okay. It just felt like, okay, you're dreaming. No big deal. But I'm walking. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, why am I dreaming about the hotel that I'm currently in? And then it just kind of hit me of like, wait a minute. What's, what's happened? And I had to pee so bad. Yeah. I had to pee so bad that also I was thinking, not only am I in the hallway and I'm locked out, but I was like, if I'm, I'm about 30 seconds from just peeing on myself. I wonder, I wonder if that could override like your body being like, wake up, you got to go pee. Mm-hmm. But you're also so tired, you're not going to wake up. So your, your, the, the physical operations are like, well, just get him up. Yeah. yeah. We're not pissing the bed. Get him going. He'll wake up when he figures out what's going yeah. on. Like I, I wonder if your systems can operate independently of one another in hmm. that way. I don't know. But yeah, it was such a weird experience of like, I guess when I woke up, just like, okay, I'm in the hallway and I'm in my underwear and I don't have my key. Mm-hmm. And finally, I, f- I remembered that we were at the end, kind of on a corner at the end of the hall. And I was like, okay, that's mm. got to be my room. But I do remember. Were like, you guys split in a room? Yeah, we're sharing a room, Ryan and I. And uh, fortunately, I knocked on the door, and he answered the door. Mm-hmm. He goes, what are you doing? And I just went, I don't know. <laughs> I just remember specifically saying, like, no idea. I said, I don't know. He's like, where have you been? I was like, I was in the hall for some reason. What is he? Because he's already deep into that. It's Ryan Singer, you know? Yeah. He's, he's shape-shifted yeah. before. Like, yeah. what, did he, what was his reasoning? Did he his, have any theories? His girlfriend shape-shifted. Oh, yeah. Just... For context, and he's told this story on his podcast. Yeah, she so. turned into his ex-girlfriend. She. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm sorry, Ryan. I love you, buddy. <laughs> no, long story short, he's told this story on his podcast. Yeah, yeah, Me and Paranormal yeah. You, by the way. Check it out. Mm. Uh, long story short, he's with his girlfriend like 10 years ago. Oh, he said it on this show, He said it on, he our said show on this too. show, yeah. yeah. So you, you can go back and They're hanging out, thing. partying. And then at some point in the evening, she becomes nine months pregnant. Yeah. And then in the morning, she's no longer pregnant. So, and I, and I love Ryan. He's one of my dearest friends. I've lived with him. I've toured with him. And I, I told this to mm-hmm. his face. It's like, I want to believe you, but yeah. that's crazy. I know you're not insane, and I don't think you're lying to me. So what the fuck but is going he, on? Did he have anything wild to say about you sleepwalking? Any theories or just ideas? No, no, not really. Yeah. He's just like, all right, buddy, come on in. <laughs> yeah, Singer's looking at you weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's I, I haven't sleptwalked in a while. I, I, I blacked out. Rachel's told, but it's been it's been from drinking. It's been from like... Yep, I don't remember the rest of that night. And she mm-hmm. just, yeah, you were saying some wild shit. Mm-hmm. And you're being some, like, just, like, as long as it wasn't an asshole or, like. Yeah. It's like, no, you're being fine, but you're just being drunk and drunk where you don't remember. Yeah. I've been drunk. Like, yeah, we went to this bar and saw so-and-so. I'm like, oh, I remember that. I don't know what we talked about. Yeah. It's the, we went where? Yeah. That kind of drunk. See, I don't think I've ever been mm. that drunk. I mean, You've seen me incredibly drunk, but I, I've never been so drunk where I don't remember how I got here, or I don't remember that at all from last night. Oh, yeah. I, I just that. get drunk at the old 97s concert and Irish goodbye and go to Denny's and eat bad country fried steak. So. Yeah, yeah, but you remembered you had country yeah. fried steak. Yeah. Irish goodbyeing is totally fine. As long as nobody's worried about you, I think uh-huh. that's a healthy way to leave. Yeah. There's an anxiety at 
how to get out of somewhere. Mm-hmm. And your well-being takes priority over politeness of saying goodbye. So that's true. Normalize Irish goodbying. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that. To, I'll say that to the listeners right now. <laughs> so what else been going on, buddy? So you Man, you drove down. I, you drove down. Drove down. I was trying to think of anything spooky happened. You take much. the van. No, no. We took the the, the Mini Cooper. Okay. Small vehicle. Nice. It's like uh, it's like being in a, a single engine airplane. Yeah. It's really right up next to each other. Every time I'm like, I just try to point. I, I point too much, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's never. It's never. I've never been made aware of it unless we're in a Mini Cooper. I'm like, oh, look at that. And Rachel's like, get your hand in my fucking face. I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. But we're three quarters of an inch away from each other for 14 hours on yeah. this drive. Yeah, that's a haul. Man. Yeah, but it, it was. Uh, yeah, we took our time getting down. Nothing, nothing wild. Mm-hmm. You see any fires? No, we met. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Here's a not spooky paranormal, spooky in that uh, I'm upset with my own judgment. Okay. So Lake Castaic, there was a fire. Mm-hmm. And that's just right north of LA. Yeah. Grapevine area. And so it detoured. You know, the, it was closed. The highway was closed, and there was like one lane open, but the detour had us going through like Lake Hughes or these mountain roads. Okay. And so we're all stacked up on this like 40 mile an hour mountain road mm-hmm. at night. It's middle of night, but everybody's stacked behind a truck that's doing like under 20. Ugh. On a long haul, that's the worst. And it's double yellows, except for the occasional dotted passing lane, mm-hmm. which does not last long, mm-hmm. you know? And everybody's getting frustrated. And the truck's going over the double yellow line, mm-hmm. like keeping it blocked. And even before I did this, I was like, maybe that's because the truck can see what's coming up. Okay. And can see cars coming. And he knows everybody's impatient behind mm-hmm. him. And he's making it hard to pass so people don't do dumb shit. Hmm. Well, me and a few other cars decided to do some dumb shit. Yeah. And she's got a mini, it's a sport mini Cooper. And I'm not proud of this anyway. Like you could say, you can call me a fucking asshole to my face and I know it. Mm-hmm. I know it. Like I'm upset with myself now. Okay. And it was two cars and it was like fucking Beamers or whatever. And then it's like cars are like, yeah, boom, boom. They go. And it's it's pitch black, meaning if you don't see headline, headlights. Yeah, you should be good. Or, or you are on a hill. Yeah. Two cars in front go, and I'm the third one. We all go. It felt like inches that I missed an oncoming car and slotted in front of this semi truck. Really inches? That close? It felt like it. But it was that. It was like the two cars in front of me, like, we all know we're doing something stupid. So they get around, back in the lane, get around, back in the lane. I'm the last one to be like, Fuck, I get in the lane. It was one of those things where, like, Rachel and I were just quiet. She didn't even yell. Yeah. She didn't even get mad. And we just drove for a minute. And I just had to, like, I'm so sorry for what I just did. That was one of the dumbest things in a fucking 45-year-long career of doing dumb things. Wow. That's one of the dumbest. Like, that was one of the closest. You know, you do stuff in a car and you whoa, that was kind of risky that was like no this is this is how you die like i saw like i saw obituaries really for us are you serious like did your 
you really did time slow down? No, I mean after the fact oh, of okay. like <clears throat> processing it. Uh-huh. And processing how like I really thought about how someone dies in a car wreck. Seen car wrecks, seen cars flipped over. And I really processed of like, oh, this is how. Mm-hmm. This is how that happens. And I'm like, I'm I'm ashamed of myself. Like I'm legit, I'm mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed and ashamed of myself. And Rachel just wasn't saying anything. And I was like, maybe she's cool with it. And she's like, I am just in shock that you did that. And wow. I didn't have anything to say afterwards. We just pulled over and looked at the stars for a little while. <laughs> and, uh, That's the closest it, call you've ever had in a car? Um, of it being absolutely 100% my fault? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or just like I, I was two seconds away from death? I've had people where I've been driving and somebody's tried to pass somebody. And I'm like, that's the dumbest motherfucker yeah. I've ever seen in my life. And now I was that guy. And it was just... The idea, just like the impatience of driving for, at that point, you know, we're on hour 12 of a 14-hour drive. I mean, yeah. we, we, we spent the night in Ashland, Southern Oregon, because we uh-huh. left late Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So this was Thursday night. Mm-hmm. It's driving all day. And I hadn't been, Rachel Rachel was driving. Rachel gets car sick, so she likes to drive. And I'm like, you've been driving enough, let me drive. So mm-hmm. the fact that I was like, let me drive. And I just thought about all those factors, all those stupid little circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, uh, uh, I, I like, I feel bad telling the story now. Wow. Yeah, it was stupid. Anyway, that's so that's that was the drive down. <laughs> Man, I've got, I am almost PTSD from. I've worked so many horror as a cop, seeing yeah, the that, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just and just like the dumbest. There was no rush. Yeah. There was there there was zero importance. It was just ugh, stuck behind a truck. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's when I have mm-hmm. two levels of road rage. Mm-hmm. I have my basic level of just you're a putz and you're wasting mm-hmm. my time. Yeah, use Get the a signal. F- the fuck the, yeah. off the road. But then when people are doing shit, and I really don't lose it unless mm-hmm. Katie's with me or someone else is with me. Yeah. But when people are doing unsafe shit, like motherfucker. I've pulled dead bodies out of fucking cars yeah. who got there from doing something less dumb than what you're fucking doing right now, asshole. Yeah. Like, that's when I lose my shit. When, like, it, you're it, putting my it, wife's it, life in jeopardy because you're a shitty yeah. fucking driver. Yeah. Like, and it was not even just me, Rachel, whoever's in the other car. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm ashamed of myself. I mean, it happens, buddy. Like, I made a career off, to be, off of being ashamed of myself, but because stuff's funny. <laughs> I was doing therapy today. <laughs> Therapist like, you realize how a lot of your stories are about how you're like you're down on yourself and you think you're stupid. I'm like, yeah, I, I make I make a living. <laughs> I got six hours worth of material. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> I make make a career <laughs> off of this. Yeah, but it's also funny. <laughs> like that that part didn't come up. I wonder if <laughs> the part about almost dying didn't come up. But I'm like, well, I kind of spun out because I was like trying to pack and I was like didn't know what to pack and I was like, kind of stressed out over packing for a month. I'm like, oh yeah, and the part where I almost killed Rachel and I that didn't come up in therapy. <laughs> oh my Fuck God. man, yeah, I'm uh, I'm ashamed of myself, dude. Let me mm. ask you this. Uh, I know not to bring up old wounds, but I know you've had one DUI. Mm-hmm. How many times would you think 
you have driven where you were legit dangerous. <clears throat> I've driven a lot where I'm over a .08 had I gotten stopped, but mm. it, I still justified it. We're like, I know I can get home safely, but have you ever driven mm. somewhere and gotten there and be like, whoa, what was I doing? Like I was not only was I obviously DUI, but I was very I could have hurt someone incapacitated. Yeah. Um, I never felt like. <clears throat> well, you know what? We're going over these things, and yeah, here's, here's personal errors, and we're I'm not celebrating any of these uh-huh. things. But like, I I wrecked one car. Uh-huh. The Ford Focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old Focus. I'm the, a big girl now. Yeah, the irony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of, Falling asleep behind the wheel of a Ford Focus. <laughs> that one was weird too, because I was drinking, but then I was on pills too. You ran into a wall or something. I hit. I was partying in Hollywood, mm-hmm. at like, um, kind of like where not far from here, like mm-hmm. where Old Meltdown was. Yeah, yeah. There's okay. a house behind there where a bunch of comics lived at. Okay. And I was like, somebody had like Ritalin or something. I was taking too, like we we're snorting at. But so, so the thing about like Ritalin or Adderall, at least for me, is like you could just keep drinking. Mm-hmm. The drinks don't mean anything. You feel fine. You feel like you're good. It's a it feels like fucking coke. You're like, hmm. yeah, drinks don't mean don't aren't doing anything to me. Yeah. I am on top of this shit. Mm-hmm. Then once the pills wear off, all the drinks that you've had are just like, hey, remember us? Oh, they're locked and loaded. They've been waiting. So I felt fine. I was living in Burbank. I took Laurel Canyon home. Oof. I took a mountain road. That's the, yeah. That's a, a tricky drive. That's a tricky drive when you're sober. Sober in the daylight. Mm-hmm. So four a.m. Fine. Going back to the valley. Uh, over the hill. Mm-hmm. As soon as I get over the hill, pills were off. I just went to sleep. Um, but not, it's one of those, it was like less falling asleep and more like just a long blink. Huh? Like, you know, you know, when you've done that, like real oh, scary. Yeah. yeah. I've done that a lot. Not <laughs> drinking, just too much driving just, on the road. Oh, that billboard that was in front of me is behind me. Yeah. That's too long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, had one of those and it was, uh, I was going under a bridge like Riverside or something goes under the 134 uh-huh. or wherever. Yeah. And so there's the there's a pylon in the middle to hold up the bridge, and then there's the median. Yeah. And that's a raised curb, and I hit that. Oh, man. So I just did, like, <clears throat> Pac-Man, the driver's side wheel on that curb, and just knocked all the rack and pinion and shit out. Oh, man. Um, but what if that was a stoplight? Yeah. What if that was anything else? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty embarrassing conversation to have right now. I made uh, I made some I'm fucked up a lot, and yeah, I, I didn't even say in the bit about the DUI. Like I've never, thank God, I've never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I uh, a lot of risky behavior back yeah. one. That's a good tip that I, I'm always, for lack of a better term, mansplaining to Katie. Uh, not mansplaining, but just trying to pass on a little mm. bit of wisdom. And she's a good driver, but mm. she's got a habit that a lot of people do. I got a green light, I'm mm-hmm. fine. 
I've seen <laughs> not in LA. Not in LA. <laughs> I was like, even though you have the green light, you still have to approach mm-hmm. it and keep your head on a swivel, look both ways, just assume that you're surrounded mm-hmm. by idiots. I've seriously, I've worked too many. I don't think you have to assume. Yeah. In Los Angeles. But she'll just mow through a major intersection. I'm like, eh. and she's like, what? I had the green light. I'm like, yeah. well, nobody cares about who had the right of way when there's a T-bone collision. Yeah. Like, you got to tell the ER. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one tip. Everybody should exercise just when you're approaching a major intersection. Still <laughs> yeah. take it easy. Head on a swivel. Make sure that no one's coming because people fucking. There was a case three weeks ago. Lady right here in LA. <laughs> this stuff's all scarier for a different reason, Boogie Monster. <laughs> this, this lady, there's video of it too, and it's insane because you see the normal flow of traffic, mm-hmm. and then it literally looks like a rocket. Like she had to be going 100, just mows through a red light, major intersection a little bit south of here, killed six people. Like six people. Six people just going on a green light, minding their business. Boom. Just, and it's even, I mean, who knows if it's like criminal activity or if it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, somebody had a heart attack, somebody passed out, somebody you yeah. know, had a, a medical issue. Yeah. That's why one of my, I know this makes me sound like a cranky old man, but there's nothing I hate worse than seeing a pedestrian crossing a major intersection. Yes, they have the walk sign, they have the right of way, but just shuffling mm-hmm. along, staring at their phone in a major intersection. Like, it just takes one dude in a heart, with yeah. a heart attack behind a truck or anything like you or don't, anybody else on their phone the same way yeah, you are. Yeah, I know you have the right of way, but that still, blew my mind look moving around. to LA, moving to LA, and just finding out pedestrian right away. Yeah, oh, if somebody wants to cross the street, no matter when or yeah. where, you have to stop for them. Like that's the dumbest shit I've yeah, ever heard in my that's life. Insane. Just allowing that, just yeah. to allow, like, man, just go. Yeah, and, and how people get tickets because, like, my buddy was on, he had a motorcycle. And they, there was it was a trap that would wait like okay, mm-hmm. tell them now walk yeah, and see if they'll stop. He's like, fuck you. I'm what am I gonna lay down my motorcycle for yeah. your fucking pedestrian yeah ticket trap? Get fucked. Um yeah, same way. Yeah. I don't know how the laws are here, but back when I was a cop, you there was um, this happened all the time. But let's say you're driving your car <laughs> in the middle of the road. Driving taking a lift home, by the way. I'm driving. taking a lift home. If, if you're driving and I'm behind you in my car, we could be going 60 miles an hour, and if you just decide to slam on your brakes for no mm. reason and I hit you, I'm at fault. Because the way the law in Georgia was written, that you have to travel at, a, at such a distance that were, you can stop or react to anything in front of you. That's most anybody. And that's such bullshit. That's most everywhere because you're supposed to be in control of your vehicle. Now, here's where I have the problem. is like, all right, I'm supposed to leave a safe distance between me and the car in front of me. If I do that and then somebody decides to wedge themselves in and slam on the brakes Fuck. and I still hit them, I'm still at fault? It's yeah. like, anyway, anyway. I got in trouble as a cop for turning left. I got in a wreck one time. I was turning left into a trailer park going on a call, and I turned left in front of a car at 10 o'clock at night that had no lights and I got suspended two days without pay because technically I failed to yield. And I said, how the fuck am I supposed to yield to a car I cannot that see? You didn't see. Can't they tell that too? Like if a car gets in a wreck and the lights aren't on, they can go. Even if the driver like turns the little switch on afterwards, they can prove. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I remember I, I, no, I was I at fault. no forensics expert. I was at fault because I turned left in front of a car that had no fucking headlights. That's uh, that's when I get upset and road rage. It's like, hey asshole! Like w- w- when I see people driving around with no headlights, like, 
How unaware <laughs> are you? How man. unaware? You're behind a fucking two-ton death machine. O- Oregon's got some wild cards. There's some guy with no headlights. I don't know, like a bunch of guys like clearly living in his car or whatever. I'm like, up next to him, like, your lights aren't on. And he was like, I know. I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> I got nothing I can do for you. It's like uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. You're yeah. going the wrong yeah. way. How does he know which way we're How going? How the hell does he know where we're going? Enough old man talk, Dave. What do we got? We got any spooky scaries? Well, we're at an hour. Are we? Yeah. Let's go on. Do want to just roll through to part two? I mean, we could. Boy, hey, if you guys, if you've been titillated <laughs> by two to middle middle aged men discussing uh, the rules of the road, wait till you hear part two. Where we get into uh, expiration dates on two-for-one coupons at the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> we take a drink break and come back to this. Yeah, we could. We could. All right, I tell you what. Let me. I'll give a recipe. Mm-hmm. Let's give. Let's give. We'll him, let's two. close it out strong. I, I feel like I feel like I brought the mood down with my. Uh, no, I don't think irresponsibility. I brought my mood down. I fucking feel like a piece of shit. You're doing fine, buddy. Uh, let me tell you this real quick. I this is a working title. I need a better. Uh, name for this, but I, I've been experimenting with brain recipes, and that's not a great title. What I mean is... Soap paste? We're... <laughs> I mean, that's where I went with it. I mean, Soap paste? That's <laughs> when people, people eat them. <laughs> Dos sopes. <laughs> Two brains, please. Uh, we're in my... I don't have a name for this room. Record Lounge, Record Room, Stoneberg Studios. Dave's Cave. <laughs> it's right there. It's right there, Dave's Cave. Uh, one, of, one of the things I love to do in this room, Kyle. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't sit there. No. Um, I like to get <laughs> you high. You ever listen to porn on vinyl? I, I like to get high as shit. You're doing it right now. I put a, put a nature doc on mute, and I put a record on the turntable. And I, I stumbled upon I de- this is, as I'm sitting in here right now. Can I can I give him the lay of the land? Sure. I am in a very comfortable chair, mm-hmm. not a lazy boy, more of a uh, mid-century modern mm-hmm. kind of thing. You have an ottoman. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at three record cases. Mm-hmm. To my left is Dave's late night desk. Mm-hmm. Late night, <laughs> late night with Dave. Yeah, it's my Conan desk. Yeah, he's got the desk and the mm-hmm. chair and the mic set up. Yeah. To my right is the record, the, the stereophonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, a, with a lovely display up on the wall of mm-hmm. uh, posters and album art. And mm-hmm. to my front is a wall-mounted TV. Mm-hmm. Perfect angle, by the way. Yeah, thank you. As yeah. far as putting the feet up. Uh-huh. And with a selection of all kinds of vinyl and a nature doc. Yeah. This is a great setting for you. Yeah, it. yeah, it's a good time. So please, please please continue. I didn't so, mean to interrupt, oh, but I want no, other people know. Oh, that's Very fine. comfortable no, vibe for what you're describing. I appreciate it. Um <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Did you see my uh, Misfits uh, needlepoint? I did see that. That's pretty cool. Shout out to Stitch Before Dishonor. It's uh, not needlepoint. It's cross-stitch. I get the two confused. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Stitch Before Dishonor, my buddy Andrew Michael. He uh comic in Atlanta, and he likes to uh, cross-stitch. Stitches before snitches. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the other day, I was like, let's, let's time to get high and watch a nature doc put on a record. And I just, by chance, stumbled upon a great combination. All right, okay. I don't know how many how many potheads we got, but uh, All you know, of them. out here, you know, it's it's wonderful. You go to the dispensaries; it's oh, it's like it's like going to Thirty One Flavors for weed. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, I'm really into this uh, these big fat pre rolls called El Blunto. 
and specifically, El Blunto's the the make, the model is uh, Lemon Papino. Lemon Papino, made by El Blunto. Sounds like a superhero is like late to stop any crime. El Blunto's here. Sorry, guys. We, we, we blew the smoke up in the air. We blew your signal up. Uh... What is it? I think maybe uh, HBO Max right now. They've got it's. Uh, it came out in 2020, but I'm just now noticing it. It's a great nature doc. It's a series. I think they got about six or eight episodes. Yeah. In each uh, each episode. Oh, you know what? It's seven because the fucking title is right here. Seven worlds, one planet. Seven worlds, okay. one planet. So they got seven episodes, mm-hmm. one for each continent. Well, I queued up the one about Asia. And man, they got some fucking monkeys in Asia that you ain't never seen. <laughs> Crazy monkeys. I thought I'd seen all the monkeys. <laughs> they got most of them over there. Crazy monkeys. Blue faces. <laughs> Just crazy little fuckers. So anyway, uh, I think it's season one, episode two. It's about Get you Asia. a bowl of paprika. Get you a few of these crazy monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, put on Seven Worlds, One Planet, uh, episode two about Asia. I fired up the El Blunto, Lemon Papino, and I put on, right now I'm really into, uh, I go through phases with my music. Sure. Right now I'm in hip-hop phase. I know that sounds mm-hmm. weird. You know, I don't, I'm not traditionally a big it hip-hop guy. Stay, well, stay unpredictable, dude. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but right now I'm into this, uh, this group called Zarface, and I think it's- Dave, uh, right now you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt, uh-huh. crisp Nikes. Thank you. Thank low-rise you. socks. This is not the Dave I ever thought I was going to see. Zachary Dave. Yeah, I'm deck. wearing I'm wearing no show socks. I've no always shows, no show hated socks, those. low top, the, uh-huh. like Daiquiri Dave. Yeah. Like you're really coming into a new era with hip hop. I'm fresh. You're fresh. You're uh-huh. listening to hip hop. Hell yeah, man. I'm about yeah, it. I fucking play a little Zarface on the way out. But yeah, my point is, where'd my phone go? Where's my bourbon? Uh, <laughs> play a little fucking Zarface. But yeah, I got uh, I got stoned as shit. Yeah. Put on the fucking uh, Seven Worlds, One Planet, and uh, put on a little czar face, and uh, oh boy, did I have a time. So, and it, and I'm not saying like you gotta start it here and then start the music there. I'm not saying it syncs up perfectly like uh, Pink yeah. Floyd and Wizard of Oz and all that shit, but. Uh, Just moods. The moods are oh, getting man, along with it one was, another. It was a good time. Let's, there we go. Here's a little czar face. There we go. You feel that? I'm a sucker for the groove. I'm all about the this, groove. There's the, there's, there's the speed of hip hop. There's like the era. Yeah, so this and crazy monkeys fighting each other and screaming at each other and mute with a fucking El Blunto. What, what time of night are you in here doing this? This is about one o'clock in the morning. Oh boy. Are you, uh, are you laughing? Are you fascinated? I'm fascinated. Okay, all right. And sometimes right. it does sync up. Yeah. You know? And sometimes I'll do the same thing, but like with metal, I'll put on like progressive metal, like a mastodon or something. Yeah. And then like right when the monkeys are yelling at each other, then there's a crazy scream vocal and it lines up. You're like, wow, that wasn't on accident. But yeah, it's a good time. Have you put on anything that just doesn't match at all? <laughs> Fucking redheaded stranger, Willie Nelson. Yeah, you put that on like Saving Private Ryan. Like, oh man, this is this is way off, man. This is totally fucking up my whole mood. <laughs> but yeah, there's your brain recipe. 
So uh, Seven Worlds, One Planet. <laughs> the ska music doesn't match up with this Ken Burns documentary <laughs> about the Dust Bowl. <laughs> and if you do try it, if you notice, uh, right at 1545, at the 1545 <laughs> right, mark, now, now there's like a, a, a blurry <laughs> image. Uh, they're about to transition into some of these crazy monkeys, but they got this <laughs> They got this shot of this monkey walking down a hill, but they got it blurred out, and you're like, oh, fuck, Is it, it looks like Bigfoot. And then you realize it's a small, uh, it's a little monkey. But at first, because it's blurry. They and got the, you. The El Blunto. You're like, there's a fucking. And there's a crazy monkey fight at uh, 19, at the 19 minute mark. Check out that <laughs> monkey fight. <laughs> oh, let's reset. We'll come back with part two of this tremendous journey that yeah, we're no. on. Uh, thank you, guys. This has been the Boogie Monster. Oh, by the way, I need to go ahead and say this. We're going to take a <laughs> We're gonna take next week off, and then we'll be have part two the week after. Yeah, so, I hope the suspense. <laughs> We're gonna make you wait two weeks for this. We got bullshit. we got a lot. Of, it's a heavy travel. It's a heavy travel month, everybody. Very heavy travel month. So uh, this is dropping on September sixth. We're gonna take the uh, whatever the thirteenth off, and we'll see you on unless the we really get to talk it out our ass the rest of the day. That's here. true. Get There's no telling. What too we many might, episodes. No telling what we might get into. So let's uh, let's leave us on a little bit more. There we go. All right, it's the Boogie Monster. We'll see you in two weeks. The Boogie Monster. Network.